Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And welcome to the Red Men TV. It's the review show after Liverpool drew one all with Newcastle United at St. James's Park. I'm joined by Tom Dutton and Ross Chanley from Redmen TV. Um, this is obviously the precursor to the final word show that we do on the redmentv.com where we'll be looking at it in depth and detail, 45 minutes to an hour with John Gibbons from the Anfield Wrap. He's due in about 11 o'clock this morning. That show will be up on the website from one o'clock. It's five pounds a month if you like that type of thing. It, it is wicked. We've got a stat show coming up this month looking back at the entire month's fixtures and results uh, and, and loads and loads of exclusive podcasts and exclusive videos if that's your thing so do go over there and check that out loads of written content as well uh, Tom um, draw yesterday afternoon one all Newcastle United same old story really mate it's frustrating because I said this in the last one we create the chances we didn't create that many actually against Newcastle compared to the other games but we're creating enough to win the game we're just what is it what is the eternal problem of Liverpool this season. Yeah. I don't know. It's terrible, Ross. And, and listen, you know, I was I was speaking to Ross, uh, sorry, Tom, on the way home last night, and Tom was still trying to find the positives from it. For me, I think I've gone past that point now. I think I want something to change. I want the tactics to change. I want the players to step up. I want Jurgen Klopp to do something that means that we go and win a game of football. Because for me, one win in seven since the last international break isn't good enough as a Liverpool fan. No, I tried to put a little positive spin on it this morning. He quite quickly shut me down. And quite right too. It's like, you, you can't carry on thinking, oh, we'll be right next week, we'll be right next week, because it's, it's, it's clearly not happening. Um, and like you said, something does need to change. I don't. Um, I think he might try to mix it up by trying to give Daniel Sturridge a game. And I, I think it's, it's backfired on him. Um, do you know what I mean? Firmino, for me, I, I would have started him. Uh, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but you, you're going into a, a two-week international break. Yeah. And we're having the same conversations of things not working out and and making more changes than you need to. Um, I I don't quite understand that, but I think that there needs to be a change in in the system for the defensive reasons that we've said for the past four, five, six, seven, eight, eight weeks. Do you know what I mean? That that goal should never have happened. The amount of people that have, have commented and said, "Oh, well, I was twelve years old," and someone says, "You don't defend like that." So why are two? It's, it's two true, and listen, we'll we'll start. Ross, sorry to interrupt me. We'll yeah. start at the uh, we'll start at the top of the top of the game, really, at the beginning. Um, you mentioned there, Daniel Sturridge comes in from the start. Joe Gomez was the only other change that I think 
wasn't likely to happen. You, you could say that he, he's just as likely to play Joe Gomez as Trent. So you'd be right in, in fairness. Like the ones that surprised me were Daniel Sturridge and Joe Gomez. Everything else was absolutely fine. Uh, what did you make of that starting eleven, Tom? What did you think of Sturridge being on the field? I was happy with it. I think he deserved a chance to prove himself. I think if he wants to be that player who comes in and makes a difference, he needs to have that game time at some point. He should have performed against Newcastle. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, th I think it's just tenacity, and that's what Bobby Firmino has. And I don't think Daniel Sturridge has that in his game. I don't think he ever really did, and we didn't ever really need it. But now, with the team and the way we set up and the way we like to interchange at the front, I think we need that bit more intensity. And I think he's just one of them now where we bring him on to impact the game, not necessarily physically, just giving yeah, a bit just of impetus. To try and get it. Th this is the thing. Daniel Sturridge should have won that game for us. You know, Ultimately, we've had 17 shots, on, 17 shots against them two on target in yeah. 90 minutes and that's not good enough and one of those is Daniel Sturridge where the keeper saves after I think it's Clark's mistake yeah, and the was. Newcastle defender's mistake and the other one is obviously Phil Coutinho's goal now we talk about chances created all you want but if you're not hitting the target you can create as many chances yeah. as you want it, it, it literally is irrelevant how many chances you create if you're not going to hit the target you're not going to work the keeper I mean he's made one save all game yeah especially when everyone labels Sturridge our best finisher that's the reason he, he was on the pitch, but yeah. I agree with everything that, that you said. Of, I would have started Firmino because he gives you that tenacity and he, he knackers players out. Imagine if you're trying to mark Firmino in the game, yeah. you, you, you've got to watch what he's doing every second of the game. Yeah. And by the it comes to an hour, 70 minutes, you're knackered. That's when you bring Daniel Sturridge on because you need to take advantage of someone who's, who's physically and mentally tired because they're probably on the same level as him as when he comes on, <laughs> on fresh at. That's the state that he's at, isn't it? And he can, that's what he's, he's for, I think. I he, looked, think. he looked good a week ago, didn't he? Coming yeah. off the bench. like, and, and then, you know, for me, it was a really poor performance from Daniel Sturridge. I'd like to get your thoughts on it in the comments section, please. Uh, I have just put uh, a little question out there just for your thoughts on Daniel Sturridge. Um, we'll get to them in a, in a moment. Uh, we'll, talk about the, we'll talk about the Liverpool goal, I suppose, because Ross... Yeah. It was another stunner from Phil Coutinho and he's just showing why Barcelona wanted him, isn't he, at the moment? And the reason that we all wanted him to stay before he handed a request in the day before the transfer yeah. season yeah. started. But that's that's the quality that you get with him. He, he can make a goal out, out of nothing. And like you said, I mean, if he wasn't there, you're only having one other shot on target. Yeah. Potentially, you, you, you lose that game. And it's not just this game, it's a succession of, of different games that he has in that, in that role, um, creating as well as, as scoring. Um yeah, no keeper saving that from here, I don't think. No. It's the fact that, you know, when he picks the ball up, he's 35, 35 yards away from goal, and I think he's only got one thing in his mind, yeah. doesn't he? But when he hits the shot, you're not expecting him to go keepers near post, and the keeper's yeah. not expecting an either, is he, Tom? It was the technique. The, the, way he sh the way he kicks a ball at a goal is ridiculous. You got a close look at that at Hoffenheim, didn't you? Yeah, it's just... Oh, he's just... He's just so good. I remember Klopp saying... If I could shoot like Philip Coutinho, I'd do it all the time. Mm. And it's right because he hits every ball like he's striking the free kick that he scored. Mm. And it's 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 mad because you watch him, you watch him at, um, before the game and he's doing his his warm ups, and it's all the same technique. It's all so hard, loads of topspin on the ball, and if you get them right, no keeping them well. Football saves that, and he showed it again. How many of them goals he scored where 
He's just picked it up on the corner, got a slight little angle, and he's got either corner to pick from. Mm. And he just, like you call it, you just, you just went, yeah, he's top in in this, and he did. And he's what do you think of his all round performance yesterday? Because no one's really spoken about that, that that I've spoken to. I liked it. I think he tracked back. He had he he showed a bit of guts, uh, especially first half that I can remember. He he came back in, he started breaking up play, and he helped out defensively, which is a massive. It's a massive part of our system because he's not playing winger now. He's not a winger. He's one of them people whose instructions are definitely to track back, come back in, break up play, and we've seen it do. We've seen him do it so many times, but only in the big games. And I, I'm not sure Newcastle's a big game for us, but he seemed to do the defensive work. Like is that an issue up. in itself, Ross? That our squad seemed to be able to get up for big games, and yet. Like Tom just said there, it's not a big game for us. Would you agree with that? I, I consider it to be a big game. Because for the games you've grown up on and the history in Newcastle yeah. were a big team 10, 15 years ago. Um, I don't think it should matter, to be honest. I don't think if it's a mental block, then... Because it looked yeah. like... Listen, it was, I was a, it was a devil's advocate kind of question. Mm. The way we started that game, mm. we were up for it. Yeah. You know, the first 10 minutes was a bit end-to-end. We mm. took control of the game. We, we scored the goal and then we, we let them back into it. So, for me, I, I think you can't, you can't question the lads' effort in the first half. Mm. What, you can, what I think it's fair to say is that once the goal goes in, Ross, the heads, heads drop. drop and yeah. we never really take control of the game again, do we? No, that's where that conversation of going back and, and having a, a leader comes about again if there's no one there that would grab the game by the scuff of the neck and then it's alright saying it but doing it on the pitch you don't yeah. think anyone wasn't an outstanding performer yesterday I, I don't think mm-hmm. um, oh. I thought that the, besides the goal the defence wasn't actually that, that bad no I thought, we, um, I thought it was really good I was like even before the goal I was like oh, do you know what? just doing alright yeah. just keeping it simple whatever and then well I, I had a look at it just then if we're going on to their goal and yeah, I think we the centre-backs were a bit static. I think everyone agrees on that. We shouldn't have let him run through the middle. It's a fantastic ball by Shelby. But I was showing you just before, Henderson goes to press a man. It gets passed into Shelby, who's then free in acres of space. And for me, I think Genie should pressure that. And there's a case to be made that if Shelby beats him, then what's the point? He's just... But all Genie does is kind of stand there, and there's two balls on. Mm. As he's soon got as the right Shelby, winger yeah, on, hasn't he? He's got the right winger on because um, I think Albie's obviously pushed on, and then he's got that ball through the middle. And I just think it's one of them. It's just a bit of quality of Shelby there, and a really, really unlucky. Most of the time, Matip just just gets the ball, clears the man, and it's a non-issue really. And I think he. He went in a bit tentatively, obviously, because he's coming in from behind on a penalty in the penalty area. But I yeah, I disagree with that because I think most of the time the striker slots it before Matip can get back to the true. ball. Mm-hmm. True, yeah, he it's true. Because he was so far ahead of him, Hossel was lacking confidence, yeah. isn't he? You could see that even when even when Matip comes in and makes the tackle. I'm not sure Hosselu is shaping his body to shoot. No, I, I'm, I'm wondering whether he's going to try and take on Simon Mignolet. It's so it's so strange, and now he's got the fucking bottle to celebrate it, like, <laughs> like, like, like he scored the goal. It's pathetic, and I'm like, hate just, that. It was on, it was on a like goal reactions. I was looking at the comments. And I didn't realise, I went, what a tackle, no! <laughs> That's what it was, it was just... He kicked the ball against his shin, didn't he? It was so unlucky. Do you not think it's a flaw in our system, though, that if we get dispossessed, everyone's fucking straight to their own goal? It's a, it's annoying, it, it, but but then 
it allowed us for most of that game to attack mm. from the midfield. It, Paul was saying, Jordan, it, it was um, when we when we count an attack, we count an attack from midfield usually because we win it so high up the pitch. Yeah, yeah. And I think we just we just lost a bit of that rotation on the press, and it cost us badly. Mm -hmm. the, we we were talking about the chances. I was saying to Chris yesterday, if look, we're, we're limiting them to only two, three chances a game, and you said, um, but if they're clear cut, then. If, if if you should finish them, then it doesn't matter what kind. It, it, it's a clear cut chance, and I think you're right there. After uh, I was thinking about it last night, you can't give away them open opportunities. Any striker in the Premier League slots that really. Yeah, and that's it. And I think at the other end of the pitch, Ross, you know, Jamie Carragher. Uh, I'm assuming you you watched him talk about the different strikers. Now Daniel Sturridge will win the game for us. What did you make of Carragher's comments? I think I think sometimes he's, he's quite harsh in Liverpool, but. Daniel Story should be winning that game for us, shouldn't he? Like you said, that, that chance that he had. Um, I don't know, I just see more as an impact sub these days. Um, <laughs> I just think with the way that we set up in the system, like we said before, with Firmino, if you come out, out of the blocks, you want those those players that are interchanging and, and link well to come out and, and put you ahead first rather mm -hmm. than Story who's kind of in and out and you know, he's not got the same same click as Firmino's got with that that front four. Yeah. Um, not to say that I don't think he, I don't think he's shit. I don't think he's rubbish no. at all. I just don't think he's he he comes out the blocks as as much as the rest of the team. Okay, well I'll tell you what we'll we'll go into the comments section. I've got a great comment actually uh, from Alex Longbottom, um, Neville. Isn't it Neville Longbottom? It is, from, yeah. From, yeah, yeah. There you go. Harry Potter references. It's it's <laughs> Neville's brother. Um, I'm in 100 full support of Jurgen Klopp, but after five or so games, the same problems haven't been addressed, and it's his job to make sure they are. Scott Kay says, uh, I agree, but with somebody else, so that was pointless to read that out. Um, <laughs> I agree, though. I do feel like that it is Jürgen Klopp's not. Me and Paul did uh, an instant match reaction last night. It, it was probably the most, am I right in saying it was the most heated instant match reaction we'd had this season? It, it was definitely the most heated instant match reaction because we disagreed on a lot of things. Um, I think, for me, I look at it like Alex, and I'm looking at it going, why on earth are the same problems still exist in each and every game? You know, we we and it, listen. The answer might just be we've got the same players playing, and that's it. But Klopp is supposed to be a, a guy who develops a team, and I don't see that this team is developing right now, defensively speaking. You know, I can see that there are improvements being made to the forward line. I can see that the press is probably not quite as high up the pitch because we've not got the likes of Adam Milana. I think we're reserved, we're making it a little bit deeper so that we can hit teams on the counter-attack. I can see the development of the side in every other area of the pitch. I can't see it with the defence. Do you think we were that bad defensively yesterday? Do you think we were, like... Because uh, I, th I, I think no, we recycled the play not, quite not, well. Not I don't know really. how, how Klopp prevents that goal. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, he can only put them out there through his system, you can see how, how annoyed he was getting throughout the whole game yesterday. They're clearly not listening or doing what he wants them to do, as was what I thought. And then, do you know what I mean? That goal, he's, he's not told them to do that, has he? But it feels like, it feels like to me, over the last two, three games, we are starting to try and play a high yeah. line to get people offside. Mm. Right? And if that's the case, Dejan Lovna, I was looking at the goal again this morning, and I mentioned this on the instant match reaction, none of the lads put their hand up. No. They don't step up. You make it e easy for the linesman, the assistant referee, sorry, by stopping and doing that. But what Dejan Lovren does is he slows his run down and keeps looking over at the linesman. 
as he as dramatic as sprinting yeah, to yeah. get back. Do one or the other. Yeah. yeah. Either sprint back and try and get yourself involved yeah. in the play or put your hands up Quite and ask boy. for and ask for something. The fact is, I thought he was slightly offside, but it's so close. You've got to make it easy for that assistant referee. And going back to Tom's point earlier on and why I think that maybe defensively it could have been changed. If Albi Moreno's in the right position, and we don't know I don't know if he is or he isn't, but Dejan Lovren doesn't have to cover that free man on the right-hand side and can roll further over towards the attacker running through the middle. Yeah. Now, if Dejan Lovren knows there's a fella over there running free, yeah. he has to hold his position in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. So if Albi Moreno's position's differently, that whole thing changes because Dejan Lovren can come over to the ball as well. But ultimately, it falls on Joel Matip there. It's his man. Yeah. You can't have a guy running through the... Right through the middle of two centre halves. That is criminal. Just, it's I think negligent. it's just timing. I think the, I, we talked the other week when we said a good goal, and I think that goal was brilliant. If 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 Philip Coutinho plays a ball like that through to Daniel Sturridge, who then gets a lucky break from a defender hitting it off his shin, we go fantastic ball, good run. Should have finished it, you know what I mean? And Daniel Sturridge would have finished it because he's of that calibre. I, I think Shelby threatened that all game. He did. And, and we never got a grip with John Cho no, Shelby, which is mental because we know he's a good passer of the ball. There was two or three occasions where he yeah. set up attacks. And whose job is it to then go in and go, right, surely for me, Jordan Henderson's got to be saying, we've got to get a grip of this lad. He's the one causing us some problems. And if it's not Jordan, it's got to be another midfielder. Somebody's got to take responsibility. Instead, it always feels like it's being passed on and passed on and passed on. And they're waiting for somebody else to take responsibility. Whereas they all need to step up. Do you think that, because we changed to 4 2 3 one, didn't we? Partway yeah. through yeah. the game. Do you think that had a detrimental effect on our pressing game in the midfield? Or do you think he changed to that to, to then combat Shelby having a lot of the ball? Because we moved to it like fairly early into the second half, didn't we? Like 60 minutes in or something. Uh, just before the substitutions were made, I think. Didn't Salah drop as well? Salah dropped into the 10, didn't he? Yeah, that, that was. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I wonder... Because that didn't really work for no, us. No, and it, it hasn't been working. Yeah. You know, it, you, you have it in... In sports, and you, you know, again, I'll go back to American footy because it's, it's what I know as well. Like, where offensive coordinators get on a roll and the defensive coordinator just doesn't. You'll have it in poker. Everybody sort of yeah. plays poker, don't you? Everything you do, you're outfoxing the other guy, and it goes in fits and starts, doesn't it? And then all of a sudden, they've got your number for five or ten yeah. hands, and it feels like at the moment, Klopp's in a rut where whatever he does, doesn't seem to be working on the field. He's making substitutions and it's not positively impacting the football match for us. He can do it. Yeah. You know, he brings Daniel Sturridge on in the derby last year, you know, and it positively impacts the game. And there's, there's been times this season where he's done it. It just feels like everything he's trying at the moment is out of desperation almost because the pressure's on and it's just not working for us. You know, moving Sadio Mane to the other to the other wing. He wasn't having a good game, but Mo Salah was getting free, yeah. and Mo Salah stopped getting free. And then, you know, you, you, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul to rob an expression that Paul said to me <laughs> yesterday about something else. It's just, it's just, it was about HDMI leads. It's just short blanket syndrome. We're just papering over cracks, and it's fucking Rafa's short blanket syndrome. Rafa did a job on his second half. Mm. He said, you're not getting any more out of this game. 
he went there, he tried to get something first half, he got hit by Phil Coutinho, and after they'd scored the goal, he went, that's it, lads, let's shut up shop here, the fans will be happy, we've had a little bit of a goal, we've scored a goal, we'll get a point out of this game, and we couldn't answer them, and he nearly got three. Yeah, and, and, and in commentary on Sky, I think it was, they were saying a tactical masterclass, I don't think so. A tactical masterclass is not someone going, right, we'll sit back. Like, I, I like Rafa, don't get me wrong, but just going, right, yeah, we're going to sit back now. That's not a tactical masterclass. That's just good preparation for this team and going, right, at some point in this game, lads, we're going to have to sit back. You see how all these teams in in the past two years have done this against Liverpool? <laughs> yeah. Just do this, lads. Yeah. And he's the best for yeah, setting we up can't a team. Like anyway. well, they, we they, they can take, on. Teams we can. take pressure for 45 minutes and we can't do it for five minutes. We can. We did it against City when we won one, though. When we want to sit back, we can do it, but we don't because we attack so much. And li- li- listen, we could have won it in the end with Chamberlain's header. Yeah. You know, and we could have won it with Solanke's header. Genie's but, little but flick Genie's off the flick corner. onto the post and how if that was Liverpool defending, that goes in off one of our defenders. Yeah. But somehow Joe Matip actually plays an amazing pass because it stumbles to him and he sees Lovren free. The problem is it's friggin' days and Lovren who gets if the ball. Anyone else but our centre half? I think that's a goal. It's in. It's, yeah. it's a goal, isn't it? But they're the guys that we throw into the centre of the box. Um, so ultimately, it's kind of on us. And then to round it all off, the army could should have won the game. Yeah. Again. Oh my you god. Know, yeah. I think it was their first corner of the game, and we mm-hmm. we know we're defensively weak from set pieces and stuff. And again, it's not only giving people like Newcastle um, ideas and and confidence. It gives every team that plays Liverpool confidence because. Until you can prove that you can stop something, teams will just continue to do that. It happens in every sport. Like they used to target Alberto Moreno at left back with long balls. So it's like Everton used to move Lukaku out and just go, oh, well, you know what, we're just going to win the ball here all the time. You just can't stop it. So yeah. we'll continue to do it. And we can't expect that any other team is going to try any other way. Because right now we can't stop what they're throwing at us. We can't we can't break down low block teams. We can't score enough goals to win games. And defensively we give them confidence because they know at some point there's an error coming from us. Yeah. And it's killing me. It's absolutely killing yeah. me because I want this Liverpool side and know this Liverpool side yeah. can be much better than we are it's it it's hard cause I'll say what I said to you after after the year after we, we finished work yesterday is that last season on the season before that Klopp wanted us to stop other teams creating chances and for us to create chances and that's what we do now we stop teams creating chances all right set pieces maybe we're a bit lax but in open play we pretty much stop every team from creating chances. And We've then conceded fourteen goals in seven games, Tom. Yeah, but how many out of how many chances? Yeah, they they it doesn't are, matter how many chances all, that's no, the but, point. But, no, but that's when I, I let me finish for us. Where but we create loads of chances and that's what Klopp ultimately wanted is for us to stop letting or stop conceding chances and create loads more. We've done that. The problem is is the kind of chances that we create that they create, sorry, that we let them have and they finished them, but we're not bad as a team. We're not bad at all. We're really, we're just, I'm tired of saying we're unlucky. I'm really sick and tired of it because at some point you've got to hold your hand up and you've got to go, no, it's not good enough. But we're unlucky. It really is. We Yesterday we weren't good enough attacking-wise. But this rut that we're in is not us being shite, it's not us being really, really bad at football, our squad's really good, we've bolstered it well, I just, we still need to give a bit of time I think, and it's so frustrating because I don't want to, I want us to be the best, 
and it's hard because the next yeah. game's United. I, l- listen, I, I, do, I do agree with you in principle with what you're saying, Tom, I do. And I want to look at it like that, but at the moment I'm just so beaten down with yeah. it all that here's, here's what I think. We're not good enough right now to get into the top four in this Premier League. No. And that's not to say that we're a shit side, and I'm not saying we're a shit side. No. But I said it on my match action last night, Ross, we're the sixth best team in the country at the moment, and that's a failing because we should have been kicking on after last season because we were the fourth best side in the country. Yeah, it's going backwards, isn't it? I like, I, I want to agree what you say, and I do to an extent, but I've got, I've got past that point of having the same conversation every week and going, well, we created 30 chances, but we only had two on target, or another defensive mistake, well, they only had two chances, and yeah. we just scored one, or like, I think every time Karras has been in goal, do you know I mean most of the shots that have been had at him, they've, they've gone in, and it's like, that's not what you expect from any Liverpool side, or or anything, it's just like, it's kind of just Groundhog Day of, of getting you down and <laughs> and being frustrated, but I, I do agree. And like I think we have we have bolstered and hopefully it will click. But I think something either personnel or tactics need to change, um, because we don't surprise team like you said. We don't surprise teams. People just know how to call and set up against us or or how we play or everything that we said this morning of getting frustrated and annoyed with. And other teams know that. So it's just easy to go. Well, we'll have just we'll just sit back and defend. We'll get them on the break. They've got our defensive in the set pieces. Then we'll just do them on that. Liverpool can be two 0 up, and the, and the other team's head doesn't yeah. drop. Yeah. No. Whereas yeah. if it was the other way around, I think our heads would drop, and that's mm. because this track record of us just conceding sloppy goals means that that feeds their confidence, and they can look around and go, "We can still get in this." They've got a soft underbelly, and that's an issue for me. And uh, listen, I'm gutted. And do you know what I need more than anything right now? A health, a, a, a healthy dose of poor matron positivity. So. We're going to go and film the final word with John Gibbons. He needs to cheer me up because I I need this international break. Yeah. Uh, I think most Liverpool fans need this international break. Thought saying that, but yeah. It's mad, isn't yeah. it? And I was happy about the last one. And I was th- I was saying it was good timing. What a crock of shit that one was. <laughs> that was not good timing. That was the worst timing. We've had t- we've been in such poor form since that international break. It's killing me. Anyway, if you've enjoyed the video, drop a like on it, please. Subscribe to the Red Men TV. Click that little notification bell. Um, sorry I didn't get too much into the comments. There was just, You've seen there was loads of manks in there. Um, and be arsed with that. Um, so thanks very much for watching. We'll see you next time on the Red Men TV. And uh, yeah, check out the redmentv.com. We've got John Gibbons in, Paul Machin, hopefully a dose of positivity, a much needed dose of positivity. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.